Hello and welcome to Me and Mine with Temi Tokwe Onomade. Me and Mine is a family program inspired by hope and family values. Today, we are taking an in-depth look at a topic dear to your heart. Get ready and ride with us. Marriage is a journey, not a destination. It consists yeah, right. of two different personalities, male and female, who most of the time have different orientation and background. Amos 3.3 told them that two work together and says they agree. We have couples today, they are living together, but they are living separate. We have couples today, they are living in the same house, but really, they are not together. Marriage is far below cohabiting. Marriage means physically, spiritually, financially, sexually, materially. In fact, all around, we need to be united. And that is what marriage is all about. I cannot see a marriage that will work without unity of the man and the woman. Marriage is an institution that was founded on the principle of unity. No marriage will work without operating by the divine principle of unity. And I want to talk, I want to raise this question to, to you know, couples on this platform today. You know, it's, it's more than saying, I love you, I love you, you marry that man. I love you, I love you, you marry that woman. Are you willing to submit your desire, no matter how good, to God's purpose in your marriage? This is where, this is the starting point. You see, when you are reading the vow in church, are you ready for better, for worse, all those things? That means you are, you are submitting your desire, your just everything about you, you are submitting it to the purpose of, of godly marriage. Are you willing to submit everything that you have, no matter how good it is, they are, are you ready to sacrifice them on the platform of marriage? And I will stop here and I will hand over to you to daddy and mommy. Daddy and mommy, thank God for your life. Almost 35 years and with godly children. There, this, this is, is very, it's very difficult nowadays to, to have this. And thank, thank you so much for being a good role model to us. If I will just start, daddy, how did you start this journey? And 35 years, you and mommy, you can see, I can see both of you together. You and mommy, you are still like, I can still see this part, this part, uh, this part in this marriage. Tell us how you started, how you met mommy, and how you know that this is the woman. Or maybe before you got married, you are not Christian, you know, and after, after the marriage, then you, you gave your life to Christ. Just tell us in two minutes. In two minutes, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, the, beginning of the, the beginning of the journey was not inside Christ, as it were. But we had um, an opportunity to know each other because we were living very close in the same environment. As a matter of fact, I get to know my mother-in-law before I knew my wife. We, we were both neighbors in, uh, in a native Modaica environment. And somehow, my mother-in-law loved me so much 
Night time, she wants to get in touch with the, the daughter. She must first of all get across to me. And so it was through my knowledge of my mother-in-law that I got to know my wife. Praise God. Did you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, sir. All right. Now, as soon as I began to communicate with my wealthy wife through my... Because she's of blessed memory now. We got to know. And then when she comes on, on holidays, she'll come around. She wants me to teach her mathematics, English, and things like that. So I started being a teacher to her before I began to be a fiancé to her. Mm. Mm. God bless you, sir. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. Mommy, at what point? You know, daddy said, you see, a teacher before, follow me. <laughs> at what point did you not, notice within yourself? At what point did you say, okay, this person is the right person for me? This is the person that I'm ready to share my destiny. I'm ready to support. I'm ready to submit. When, mommy? Thank you very much. Um, it was. It was. <laughs> it's not funny at all because uh, we are neighbors, as he earlier mentioned, and I always call him brother, 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 birthday, brother, birthday. So. I know him as a, I knew him that time as my brother in the, you know, in the Yoruba environment. When you are neighbors, anybody that's senior you, those senior me with it. Only two Not years. Only two years. I with several months. Even if it's a, even if it's one month, Yoruba land, you see, for that. Yes. And that's what I used to call him. And I noticed uh, that he was so brilliant in the, especially in the area of um, mathematics, which I need help. And we are neighbors, we play. Our houses are opposite each other anyway. And I just said, I just said to each other. And uh, our sisters, they're my friends. So my sister, my brothers, they're his friends. So that is how the whole race started. But I found out that the peer is beyond. Ordinary. Ordinary. Because he will leave his uh, campus, come and look for me in my own campus. Where was that? that time? He was in the University of Ipe. He come and look for me. He will travel far to come and look for me in Malaysia that time. And I would say, ah, brother, I say, I want to come and look at you. I want to see that. They are not, you know, that time you don't say, all this I don't know that you can even, you know, they can even tell you without even telling them. And they, you want to marry them, they will just tell you that they are on whether I love you or not. That time you'll be, you know, even if I tell you love that man or you love that woman, it takes a long process before you can, you can only express it by whatever you are doing. Well, hold on. I use your right love letters. Before you started writing love letters, she even said caring, overpearing. You understand me, ma? I said, this brother is I didn't say anything. I keep on telling him, brother, I'm brother, I'm brother. Until one day we are playing Ludo in, in, the, in their house, in the city room. And uh, you know what people are, people are playing? No, it's not Ludo, uh, this card, what? 
we are we are playing and he was sitting down opposite me there with a table uh, under the us. in between us and under the table he put his leg and he was using his leg to climb my leg. <laughs> no, I was using my leg to speak to her. It was I will remove my leg we keep doing it back. You will see big like, so what's, what's going on now? He said, yeah, don't you, can, can you tell me that you're not enjoying it? That was the question he asked me. I said, enjoying what? So I got up from that what kind of routine this one? okay. And on the long run, you say, ah, light, huh? You come and say, light, huh? You are too difficult. Of course, everybody in that area know that I'm very difficult. Because my mother used to tell me that um, <laughs> if I allow anyone to force me, she can force me to any level I want to be in life. But if I allow anybody to any man to force me, that is the end of my education. So I get any man to closer to me. So when I was noticing it, I want to be running with more stuff for him. But he keep on coming to the campus, buying a lot of things for me, buying this one, buying that one. Say, ah, he couldn't talk. He couldn't say he's a word that he loved me because. He's a shy person. My husband is always shy. Uh, very, very shy man. But on the long run, I don't even know how to work with him. He's a good friend. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you so much. That, 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 <laughs> that, story, that, was, that was very interesting. You know, and everything you and daddy said, that was before you gave, both of you gave your life to Jesus, right? Right, that's right. And you can still see that even after giving your life to Jesus, nothing has changed, but instead, the love is growing stronger. And then, looking at giving life to Jesus, both of you, I just want to know, did you, both of you, did you give your life to Jesus at the same time, or one person did it first, and another person encouraged? The truth of the matter is that we gave our life to Jesus uh, during the full Fellowship International event. I was working in the day. I still visiting and we went for the fellowship, the breakfast uh, fellowship at the instance of my cousin. And uh, they, 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 they make the altar call and the two of us came forward. Just wow. By the final oh, that, that, was, uh, that was interesting. Right. We, we, we are a little bit struggling with the audio. Yes, sir. We are a little bit, we are a little bit struggling with the audio. We, oh, we are having some some background, um, but we will manage it. I don't know what we can do about it, but we are having issues with the audio. So, okay. What we're saying is that we gave our life to Jesus at the same time during a full gospel businessman fellowship international meeting. A breakfast. Oh. Thank, you thank God for that. Yes, thank, thank God for that. A very, very, very interesting. And um, let me just go straight to the question we have. Uh, today okay. we are talking about unity, and we actually think that this is very important in our family. I'm trying to look at the platform. If we have any any other question, we want we will add to the, the one we have now. But you know, because of time, we want to make sure we cover all these questions we have. And we ask that God will give you the option, right, to give us the right um, response. We don't, we don't want the, much of theory, and that's why we have invited you, Daddy and Mommy, to come and tell us from the practical experience 
looking at this question. Number one question is saying that, uh, looking at the definition of unity, and I would like you before you answer the question, sir, if you can tell us in your own in your own way, sir, what you understand by unity when we are talking about unity in marriage. What do you understand by unity? And with that understanding, we will go straight to the to the first question that says, given the definition of unity that we know is oneness, it means like togetherness. Can can you please give us some practical steps or processes involved? in two separate individuals becoming whole. Because this is what the Bible says that the man will leave his people and he will cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. So to become one flesh coming to from different background, and this is the way my mom taught me. This is the way we do our toothpaste. This is the way we cook this type of food. How in the practical, what are the practical steps that we can take, the process involved that will make these two separate people to become one flesh. Well, when you ask me what I understand by unity, okay, let me start by saying that every individual has boundaries. We have boundaries. We have world um, understanding. We have uh, we have we have our norms. We have our we have our value systems. We have things that are form our opinion. We have things that influence our decisions. And for two people to match together to be one, which is you know they used to say one plus one equals to one, is um, is only the mathematics of God. One plus one, ordinarily in mathematics or arithmetic, is two. But as God is concerned, one plus one must become one. Therefore, for unity to be enforced, there must be a deliberate decision to erase boundaries. What I used to know, what I used to feel, the things I used to do, I needed to yield ground. And then she also need to yield ground so that progressively we begin to think as one. Now, listen to me. After several years now in marriage, there are things that uh, you can ask my wife. And she said, if it's my, if it's my husband who this is the decision he will take concerning this situation. And if you ask me, independent of myself, independent, independent, I will also say, if it's my wife who knew, this is what she, this is what she will do. You understand me? As I see it, it's a progressive unity. Is a progressive dissolution. Of boundaries between two separate individuals, such that you can think as one, you can act as one, you can speak as one. That is my definition of unity. Wow. wow. Thank, thank you so much, sir, for that definition. Um, deliberate, deliberate decision to change boundaries. That's that's really that's deep. 
because we are coming yeah. from different angles. There must be a deliberate decision because the way she was brought up is not the way I was brought up. Yeah. All right. Let me also explain this further. I came from a monogamous background. She came from a polygam polygamous background. Now, the way I was brought up was going to be like one way affair. But for everything that is being said in a whole situation, she would think twice. All right? Now, if you now begin to justify and you begin to juxtapose the two together, there is a need for a giving of gap on this side for this other side so that we can be able to stay and think our life and, and, and uh, take this thing together. Hmm. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I, I understand what, what you just said now. And then um, to, to people on the platform, I think it's, I, I think it's, it's well ex explained to us about what unity is all about. Daddy, do you have any practical one of, of, from so many, so many that you've, the experiences you've gone, okay, let me ask mommy. Mommy, do you have any practical example from so many things that you've gone through for these 35 or 36 years in marriage that you have shifted your, you know, this is what you wanted to do. But for unity, you have decided to, you know, both of you, you come together and say, no, this is what both of us, we are going to do together. I know you have so many. Can you give us one? If we are lucky, two. Can you say <laughs> two within two minutes? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me start it, then she will talk. <laughs> let's let's give, give an example. When I came back to Benin, I graduated before her. She graduated a year or so afterwards. Now, she's a very, very business-minded person. And she would like to work. But myself, I form an opinion in me that my wife will not work. Why? Because I'm very possessive and very jealous. When she kept on pushing me, get me a job, and she knew that I have a place in Venice to, to, to get a job for her, I keep on pushing her forward until she discovered that this man doesn't want me to work for any other person. But she accepted it. So she compromised on her boundary to remain my wife. But let her talk. I think we have to come to, you know, in a marriage, woman takes a lot. Almost 80%, a lot of sacrifice. Of sacrifice in the, in the marriage. You, you are going far, you forgot. When we nearly marry, like he said, that I came from a polygamous family, came from a polygamous family. And, um, you know, the combination is uh, very, very tight, very difficult to beat, because the way that I was brought up was different from his own. Practically, you know, I came from plenty to and in the house I love people even when we have 
Whatever I do to my own mother is what I must do to his own mother. That's right. Yeah, to the extent that I can't forget that yes, my husband yes. will be asking me that he, he see me that uh, he married or I, I can see him that I married or I married his own mother. You know, because I came from a polygamous family. Uh, your mother also asked, don't we quarrel sometimes? Uh, uh, is it because we are educated? My, husband, my mother used to ask, is it because you are educated that you are not quarreling? It's a lie. You quarrel in the room and you stop in the room. Because me, for myself, I don't, I'm ashamed of people knowing that you are quarreling. Hmm. Because no, nobody, there's no intermediary for my marriage. Nobody was in between. No, no goal between. No top party, top party except God. And I wouldn't want a situation where people would say, come and narrate what is going on. Since I've married for the past 25 years, nobody has ever come and come and say to you and say, you know, what did you say is that food? So I'm that food you say, yes. Sorry, ma, because I've got a question here. How do you res re resolve the problem you have? You said no, no third party. I just want to know how you resolve it. There's no third party for the past 35 years. No pastor, no mommy, no grandpa, no auntie, no uncle. No, no. My mother used to ask us, you see, because both of you are educated that you are not quarreling, that you never hear us quarreling or fighting. None of my family members can say they, 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 they said anything for us in life. And none of my own family. Too. And none of the own family. So tell us, what do you normally do? You just fight and resolve it among yourself. When we, when we quarrel, we go into our bedroom <laughs> and we solve the matter. No matter how hot it is, sometimes when there is so much problem, she can just take a walk and allow uh, tempers to cool down. Or I will take a walk and allow tempers to cool down. And then we'll just eventually come back together and say, look, we need to make this thing work. We don't involve third parties. Great. Because we realize, we realize one thing. That when we were deciding to get married, no third party was in between us. When I asked her to marry me and she said yes, she did not consult her mother or her father, and I did not consult my dad or my mother. It was strictly between me and her. So we decided that the marriage must work. It must be the two of us making it work. And may I say also that marriage is work. And it's work in progress. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wedding is an event, but marriage is work in progress. Hmm. Yeah. Especially when you look, you see everybody that has around that love your marriage. Hmm. It's not only God and your parents. Sometimes some parents they don't even some parents can they don't want you to be united, yeah. They don't want it to be united. I remember one of my friends, right? the, 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 the mother was asking the, uh, the mother in law was asking the mother that ah, you bought a car for your wife, because you have not bought a car for me in life. Mm -hmm. So, different thing, we have to be learning from other people. At me, you know, we have so many marriages in my family, and I know the way my father used to judge. My father has never passed for my, all my, my senior sister that they are, they are okay. They may be right, but my father will still say that you are the one that is wrong. Because he wants to keep that. I mean, you know, don't forget that you're the boss. They love to be in their husband's house for life. 
when you are out of the hole, you are it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame that you do not. No matter how much they love you, they choose to abuse you. When you pack in the house, pack. Even the wife of your brothers will use it. Abuse. Okay, thank you so much. I think you you have answered some again. You are losing you are losing the connection again. I think you've answered some of this question I've got. That's why I just allow you to you know to continue because one of the questions talks about how you resolve your problem and you've actually dealt with that. Thank you so much for 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 the examples you've given us, and I think I'm blessed. Your, your marital journey and mine, I think we are very similar. I used to call my my husband, my uncle, when I didn't even know we are going to, it's going to lead to marriage. And then most of those things you're talking about, I'm a very, I don't like not, not getting, I'm not that friendly too much with people, but my husband is from a family that, you know, he's from a very big family that you don't have anything about your own. Every, everything you have is general. Me, I'm from my, I, I, I'm, we are not really used to family in my uh, growing up. So anything I have, I just like to have that's my, my thing, you know, my side. You know, I, I, I can entertain people, but I don't want you to, you know, stay here and, you know, I just like my space. But marriage now taught me like, no, that is nothing like your space. <laughs> this is home. And your home will be beautiful for people to come and share with you. And I'm actually growing. And I, 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 God gave me a wonderful sister-in-law that changed that, that mentality when, I, when we relocated to UK. Because in Nigeria, I'm just me and my family. I don't, we don't know external, 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 apart from church. So church members are our family. But when I relocated, my sister-in-law, in fact, she's my auntie. She just changed, changed that mentality. I've never met her. I don't even know her name. And I stayed with her for almost 12 months. We don't have anything. She pampered me as if I'm her sister. You know, she taught me that, no, it doesn't matter that some people, they are wicked. That doesn't make you to be wicked. You know, you have to impact other people. So she really taught me. So the 12 months I stayed with her, I, in fact, like 360 degree. The mentality I have, like, uh, if you are married, because I'm like, no, 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 stay on your own. I stay on my own, you know, change. And I thank God for what that has helped me to do and what is still doing. Because, like I said, marriage is not a destination, right? It's, it's just like your right. goal is a journey. It's work in progress. Even as I am, I'm still learning. I've just learned so many, much from you now, from what you've just said. And so, so let me just look into the question and pick the ones we... And then um, this few questions, Daddy and Mommy, I'm looking at the time 7.39. If you can just use one minute, I'll ask one from Daddy, ask one from Mommy. If you can just okay. use one, one minute to answer. And everyone watching this program, they can see 36 years or 35 years of marriage. I can see still this part in your marriage. I like the way Daddy is talking and Mommy says something. I like the way Mommy is talking and Daddy says something. It shows that, no, this thing is still working. And I like, that's why I don't want to interrupt you. I want people to see that this is life. You know, it's not that we are pretending that there is peace in this family and there is no peace. You see, what, what most of you are doing this evening is like, you know, high opener to some people. Some people, husband and wife, they can't sit the way you are sitting. They can't even talk the way, you know, the, the way you are, you are talking. Let me quickly go to the, to the platform. I think we have answered that. I, I, I'm, I just quickly want to go to the platform to see people we have and any contribution. Um, okay. And I will read 
Do you want me? Can, can we go? Do we have anything or, or we don't? What's what's men? Okay, I have another question here. What main advice will you give to young people planning to get married in these days? <laughs> in this day, can you write it down? Maybe it will be one of the, maybe it will be the conclusion. Maybe you will use it to conclude. People that want to get married in these days, that any small thing you get out of the marriage, there is no patience, there is no commitment. You see. You can't talk to me. You can't tell me what to do. Daddy and mommy will not leave their, their children alone. They want to be interfering. They want to tell them what to do. We want, we want you to tell the young, young um, people that they are planning to get married. Because now, marriage is very scarce, sir. And ma, people don't want to get married because they don't see any good reason for them to get married. And they don't want to be under anybody's um, authority. They don't want anybody to tell them what to do. Or... The examples they are having, you see, they have a sister, they have uncle that something is wrong in their marriage and they don't want to have such experience. Very soon, marriage is something that we don't, they don't want to be hearing it. But now they encourage people to live together, you know, without, without um, getting married. Because, you know, when you go a bit, you know, I still have my life, you still have your life. But when marriage is involved, they can't, they can't stand each other. Two months, they are divorced. So we'll get that advice. I will get that uh, response from you as conclusion. Let me just quickly go through to the question we have on the platform. Mommy, okay. describe, do we, mommy, on, uh, this question is talking about friendship unity and marital unity. Do we have any difference? Friendship unity. What does friendship unity mean and what is marital unity? Uh, friendship uh, unity is a... Uh... Is uh, different from that of a uh, marital. Okay. For instance, marital unity is a uh, how do I put it? It's for it's for it's for everlasting till death does pass. That is marital one. Friendship unity could be for some time. It's not. It's not for. It's not for, like, it's not compulsory, as I put it. It's not compulsory like that of a marital unity. Because marital unity is a compulsory one, and uh, it's a, it's, it is what God wants, that husband and wife should live together. If, for instance, like we started from the beginning, he said, the man, God said, and the man and the woman, to leave, the woman will leave their, the, the parents, the man will leave the parents, the two will come together and they keep together and they become one and no more twice. That was what the Bible says, which means the, it, it is ordained by God. The unity is a compulsory one, it's a must. But that of friendship, if you try to be, to be united and there's like a, I have a friend. That we have been together for a long time, all of a sudden she just she was just doing what it is. I reported to the mother what is the wrong, what is the wrong, what is the way of it. What's wrong with your daughter? Well, maybe because of jealousy or whatever. I cannot, she cannot even explain. She, she's tired of uh, having any friend. And we have to leave her. But can my husband say he's tired of me? Okay, Especially if you stay home. You cannot be tired. You have to push on until that close part. That is the difference. The friendship one can we can quit it anytime. Whereas that of uh, 
marital one in Nigeria, for instance, and it will step off, the unity is everlasting and the anti-death was passed. Okay, okay, ma. Thank you so much, ma. So looking at, I'm just looking at the time and as it is nice, like we are going to go over eight o'clock. So I'm just looking at the time. So so based on what mommy said, daddy, uh, what, what's, um, what are the practical pitfalls that you can expect, you know, on becoming united, you know, two people coming together, we understand, you've told us, then they, they are trying to be one, but they are trying and things are not going. It's not that, it's not that they don't want to, but they are trying. So, so if, if things are not working and they are trying to achieve this, what's, what are the things, what are the things like the signs that you will see that, oh, okay, this is just a sign that, okay, you people, you are trying to come together. So what are the practical pitfalls that one can expect on the way of becoming united? Because when you are trying to be united, you'll be trying some things like, oh, okay, this man wants me to do this thing. I'm trying to do it. And you try to do it. You didn't get it. And it's still talk. You see, this woman wants me to do this thing. I'm trying it. You've, you've tried to do it. You've tried to make that person happy to avoid any, the person still talk. Do you have any advice for people going through that? They are trying to be together. They are trying to, you know, blend. They are trying to make the marriage to work. But the other partner is seeing that they, they are not, they are trying, the, the way they try is not enough, you know? What are the things that that person should do? Not to be disappointed. Just one summary. Jesus said, offenses must come. There is no way two people will live together without offending each other. That's the truth. Because your standard is not my standard. Your worldview is not my worldview. Therefore, when there are differences, there's what I call conflict management and conflict resolution. There must be a willingness from both sides to make peace. There must be a willingness to forgive one another because when there is no forgiveness, things will never work. Not only that, we need to understand one thing that we're coming from different backgrounds and there are many differences amongst us. The more we de-emphasize our differences and emphasize our common good, that's the only way things can work. You understand me? One, uh, the pitfalls, one is unforgiveness. Two is unnecessary um, high self-esteem. When you feel that you must have your way at all times. If you ask my wife, she will tell you. There are times when people in the church one thing you know about Bode is that he's ever ready to say, I am sorry. And if you don't know how to say sorry, that's, that's because uh, Hello? Yes, the, the line, the network, we are really struggling. Is um, We're having a little bit. Okay. Hello? Hello, size. It's okay now. It's, we have you back okay. now. 
Okay, so what I'm saying is this. Number one, be ever ready to accept your fault. If you insist on enforcing your rights always, there will be always differences. Number two, like I saw something you said to me, you said, can two work together? Except they be in agreement. It takes a willingness to submit mutually to one another. When you're not ready to submit to each other, there is no way that you have a meeting of minds. That's just the truth. So, giving a little here, the other person gives in a little there, and before you know it, what we're talking about unity will eventually happen. But may I also say this, that unity is not an event. It is a process. It's coming. Because, you know, when, 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 when couples smile together, and, you know, there are sometimes when they will, uh, some, some pastor friends will come, ah, they'll say, hey, my wife, go and stay with the allergies, the, uh, the bodies for uh, one week. You will learn how to live at peace. They don't know that we have our differences. But we have learned to give and take. Mm. So without that decision and desire to give and take, there can be no unity. That's thank, it. Thank you so much, sir. So I will ask mommy this question. Um, how does one deal with a scenario where one partner wants to function independently? One of the couple, maybe the husband, just wants to do his own. And the other one likes people, uh, want them to do things together. You know, some family, maybe you don't know, daddy and mommy, some family, they, they have their own, the husband doesn't know how much the wife is earning, the wife doesn't know how much the husband is earning. Everybody does their own, even though they are husband and wife. So it's not, we are not even talking about joint account here. But this question is about one of them wants them to be together in everything, and one wants them to just, no, do your home. I won't disturb you. Let me just do my home, even though they are married. Mommy, how what, what will you what will you tell that person in one minute? I hope mommy can do that in one minute. Uh, my advice is this one. Because this question you asked is a serious question, and it's a pain, it's a very painful aspect of marriage. When one, one of them wants things done well, and they don't say, please do your own. It's a very terrible time, especially for, you know, 80% of women, African women will want things to go well in their marriage. Uh, because uh, Africanly men in Nigeria, because of their, their type of their... their Ego, culture. Ego, yes. yeah. Ego yeah. and culture. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. I, I, afraid you men, 80% of us want things to be done in unity that will be with transparency. And women will be transparent in every before you can see a woman that will say, No, this woman, this man, I don't let him do whatever he likes. Let me go. It's very rare. But men, men, thank God that God gave me a good man. Men are very because of during the course of counseling and call, you find out that. Um, Men are really much, much at fault because they are not transparent, mm. and that is the reason why they, they don't want they don't want things to be done in unity. They are not transparent. Can you imagine a man that uh, the telephone will ring? 
If the one want to wife want to touch it, he will run like uh, somebody's pushing him. If they don't tell that woman that is something cooking somewhere, if that, if that action will tell her. I don't know what I'm communicating. But this one will still try. For women at home that are, that are hearing me, please try as much as possible to, to take things easy and prayerful. Prayerfully, you can sort this out. Because when you come across a man that wants to stand on his own, or a woman that wants to stand on her own, something is definitely wrong somewhere. Hmm. Because the Bible is not, tell, there's no place in the Bible that, that the God tells you. Uh, uh, he said, they are both naked and they were not ashamed. At this time, this, uh, this, this, uh, what is era. going on? This era now, this, this end, end, end time. Let me call it end time. Many things are even among pastors, so-called pastors nowadays. They keep secrets. The wife will be shopping. Dear my dear, and the wife will be very transparent. But on the long run, when the wife said, oh, this one is a, is a, they call it 419 Nigeria. This one is so cunning. Ah, this man. Then, what do you see? Again, the woman will stay on her own too. But I'm encouraging any woman that falls or any man that falls into that kind of category. Your marriage is that. Please, handle, handle everything with prayers. Handle it with prayers. Not by saying that, okay, if it's not okay, I will do my own too. Remember God, number one. Remember where we are going to. Remember the people that are learning from your marriage and remember those children. The children you have in my family, when you want to do marriage, my, my, my father will tell you that look, you don't come back, you have gone to another family, you are not coming back because you come and meet us. You are ashamed, you become a you become a disgrace when you pack back. So, in my own family, anybody that packed back to the home is a shame to that family. So, we do remember that one too. That's a Nigeria step for you. Abroad, you know, it's nothing. That's a Leave me, leave on your own. I have a friend in abroad now that I step on the other one as well. It's nothing to them. But what of the children we are raising up? Because a child that comes from a broken home will not behave well. It will, they have they go through their their mental mental torture torture in life. Any child that comes from a, a broken home, there are many things that will be missing in their life, and it will affect them, whether you like it or not. It will affect, affect them in the society on the long run. That is why women have to be very, very you have to take pain, you have to be, you have to be, and you have to go on your knees and tell it to God because there's nothing impossible. Actually, there's nothing impossible for God to do. And I believe that when we handle it prayerfully with patience, because, and don't tell people your problem, tell it to God. If they have your problem, they will put pepper. They will they put pepper. salt. They will put everything and they make sure that they break that marriage. Mm. When you put oh, God can reverse every irreversible. And he will reverse everything that looks irreversible in our marriages in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So based on that, I said mommy should spend one minute. See, the anointing is flowing, the option. So I find it difficult to say mommy, stop. So if, if you are not leaving 8 o'clock, it's not me, it's, it's the spirits <laughs> flowing. <laughs> because I know you are very busy. I know I know you, you, you are very busy, but we, we thank God for your life. Daddy, you, you will answer this, uh, this next one, sir. And what are the practical ways to strengthen the bonds of unity during different stages in marriage? 
to, you know, we have different stages in marriage, sir, such as when the children comes in, when one of the couples or both of them, they are jobless, you know, career demands, bereavement, waiting, health issues, so many of those stages. What are the practical ways that will still strengthen the bonds of unity among them? Something will happen that, oh, and they are both together before, they love each other, but something happened and they don't love each other again. They have a very big gap, you know? This, this part is no longer there again. What are the practical things that you can tell um, couples? You, 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 get me, you, you give me one minute and I will summarize. And I will not expand too much. The summary is, sorry, let there be, sorry, where is it? The summary is, let there be understanding at all times. It is normal for the love of the wife to be divided between the husband and the children when the children begin to come. In fact, there are times when mommy will be, my wife will be telling, this is my husband, referring to the children as the husband. And I'll say, hey, now I'm getting jealous. But when you understand that these children are from you, you understand that whatever the, 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 the love that is being shared out is actually by extension shared with part of your body. But of course, the, 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 the wives also should understand this, that it is not the, um, it's not the child that came first. It is the husband. That's one. That's when children come in. There must be mutual understanding that we need to divide our attention. Now, when the inevitable happens sometimes, when we leave, um, uh, what do you call it? When we leave, when, when, we, when, some, when a member of maybe the, 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 the husband loses the job or is the wife, it's easier for the person, the wife, to show understanding when the husband loses the job. But then the wife must also be very, very willing to say, well, it has not always been like this. Let me also, there's no stage, there's no stage in life that's permanent. Changes will always come. When it comes to the issue of Bereavement is a tough choice. And um, I discovered that men hardly have patience when they lose their, their wife. There was a particular case that happened about July last year involving a pastor. The husband passed on, I mean, the wife passed on, and they came to the church and said, he wants to marry less than a year after. The church says, no, you must at least, if you say you love this woman, wait for another two years. Say, no, I would rather resign. But so I discovered that 
Men are less patient when bereavement comes. But we need to understand that these are issues of life that must come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In summary, in summary, it's all about godly understanding, godly wisdom to cope with those challenges of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, thank you so much, sister, for that uh, contribution. If I go to the next one, how can unity be achieved in a setting where husband and wife are from different ethnicity? You know, this one different like we now, maybe Nigeria marrying someone from Asia like India or in Nigeria, you know, Edo married Yoruba person. How can, for example, when one feels insecure whenever the in-law comes around, how can unity be achieved? You know, this, some, most of the time it's caused a lot of problem among husband and wife when the wife or the husband doesn't like either side. So they don't like to go and visit or they don't want them to come visit him. So how can we achieve unity? Okay. Let me also answer that. Uh, 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 praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, that it is very, very simple. Because <laughs> I preach it up and down. If you love your husband and you want to really obey the word, the, the word of God, and you remember the, 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 the law of karma, then you will and there will, there will be no problem concerning ethnic or whatever, whether you're your in-law, they are Igbo, you are Yoruba, one is Benin, one is Aousa. No. The, let me tell you that the love that you have for your, for your wife, for your husband, is, this is the work, practical work for a woman, a woman's work. Because in this area, men are different. Yep, yes. yes. Men, men, they don't differentiate. Once they love their wife, they love their wife, they love the family of the wife, because woman is the one on ground in the house all the time. If there's any problem, it's come from the wife. Because I know some women, they differentiate so much what they cannot do for their mother, they do, they do it for their mother-in-law, which is very bad. And they should remember something. Any lady, any woman that is doing it, I used to preach it up and down. God will make sure that he bombarded you with female, female children, <laughs> male children, male children, so that you will take it back for the long run. Yes, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't understand their language, try to learn it with with, with brother, uncle, oh yeah, what do you say just now? I want to learn. Yeah, teach me. The husband will be teaching you. You will be, you will learn it fast. If you love your husband, this it shouldn't be a problem. When you love your husband, you because some of them will say they are using their language to abuse abuse me. If I thought they are using it to abuse you, you don't know. He says something you can talk to joke and say, mm -hmm. hey, I don't know what you're saying, but I know that you cannot abuse me. You are my husband now. You are this. It depends on the woman, the character, and the own upbringing of that child, of that woman. Because my own upbringing tells me many things about my in-laws that I preach upon that. My mother used to tell me whatever you do for your brother-in-law, your mother-in-law, it will be done within your children too. If your children will marry, they will marry. Whatever you do to, 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 to the sibling of your husband now, the love, same thing. Love, the, 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 yes. It's sweet. So, every woman should learn to continue love with your husband. Your husband should be expressed. Should be, to, 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 to be extended to the family. 
if you say you love your husband and you don't love the mother, you don't love the, the brother-in-law, whatever, then there's something you come to do in that, uh, in that, in that family. Not love. You came to leave something there that you don't so. That is simple. Okay. Mommy, I, I, I can get it from the hand you are looking at, but what happened about this girl, you know, it's attitude. You know, we understand we have sometimes it's attitude issue. But sometimes we have some in-laws, like mother or father, that they just don't like that wife or that man. And they will try to frustrate them with one thing or the other. Even if this girl is trying to learn, they will still find issue with it. So as a couple, how will you as a man and the wife know that, okay, this is an issue from my side because I know my parents. It's not my, my spouse issue. It's my parents issue. So how can I make unity? To, how can I foster unity between my family and my wife? And okay. because my wife is not, is not you know, some, some parents, when they enter like this, the, the, the lady will be shaking. She, she can't even, you know, because maybe they are dominating. Do you get what I'm, I'm saying? Some parents, some mother-in-law, but they are very dominating that when the daughter-in-law see them like this, it will just that that thing she will just change for to, to be somebody else. So as a man, if you know that and you know your mommy is dominating, so how can you foster unity among you and your wife and your mom? How can you help your wife to overcome that insecurity? All right, ma'am. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment expressed. The first thing to do is to follow biblical standard. Create space between your parents and your nuclear family. Because at the end of the day, do you know that parents, you will outlive your parents. Therefore, knowing that you are the one that will still stay with the children, with with, with your wife, you must consciously distance yourself from the family that are negative to peaceful existence in your home. The truth of the matter is that it is a, a, a man that is not fully weaned from the mother that will still be siding with the mother, especially when the wife is reasonable. It's a different thing. If the wife is difficult, of course you find yourself between the devil and the deep blue sea. But if it's definitely by, uh, by honestly attachment and things like that, the mother is so, so attached to the, to, to the son, whatever, or even the, the wife's mother, the mother-in-law is also honestly attached to the wife, God will give us wisdom. Amen. So detach them. For as long as that situation exists, there can be no peace, no unity in the family. There is a need for us to know that we are to live and cleave together as one in marriage. Okay, sir. Hallelujah. Um, this, this, this question is talking about thinking differently now. It's not about different family background now. It's not about husband is thinking A, and wife is thinking B. Husband is speaking French and wife is speaking Ghanaian language. So how, how, will, how will unity work in such home? 
when they are thinking, what can they do? Because if they don't understand their language, sir, there won't be any peace. And it's quite frustrating yes. from the physical, you know, from the practical aspect that I'm, I'm speaking Yoruba and the, I'm, I'm talking to Igbo guy. They don't even hear what I'm saying. So this is what is happening in some home that the wife is not even understanding the language of the husband and the husband is not even understanding the language of, of, of the wife. And the way they think, they think two opposite ways and we will look at it. How do you even get, how do you even decide to get married if this is the kind of, if this is the way you're thinking? What, what is the enticement? What actually brought you guys together to want to marry? So, and now they are married, sir. What would they do? Ma, 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 let, let me tell you something. Uh, like you know, I'm an engineer, a scientist. And one of the things that they taught us in physics is that two unlike poles attract. Even when you are from the same tribe, okay? Let me give you an example of ourselves. My wife is an extrovert. She mixes with people easily. I'm a very deep introvert. I keep to myself. But you know, somehow, she understands my strength and weakness. And she tried to blend with me. And me too, I begin to feel that, okay, if she's like this, since I've decided to marry her, then I should also understand her standpoint. Now, it is true that maybe someone, a Yoruba man, Yoruba woman getting married to an evil lady, huh? it may not be easy because they do not understand the cultural setting. But if you know, like, like I told you, that marriage is work in progress. If you love me enough to marry me, then you need to get to know what I like, what my people like, so that you could do what will make me happy. You know, in Yoruba land, they say that um, the soup that the husband does not like to eat, the wife has no business cooking it. So there's a need for each party in this marriage, knowing that we are the only one that can make it work. There is a need for each of the party to understudy the traditions, the customs, the norms, and try to acclimatize. Otherwise, there is no basis for unity. That's not the truth. Thank you. Thank we you need so to Thank you so much, sir, for that con contribution, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, let, let me just ask mommy this. Mommy, one minute. I'm looking at the time and I want us to round up by 8.30. I want us to round up. So I don't want to take much of our time. So um, the next one, the next question is saying that should couple keep quiet on the basis of forming unity, you know, united family, when one of them is misbehaving, to, when one of them is misbehaving, to avoid shameful or embarrassing consequences. Okay, because they want to tell everybody that, okay, with this family, we are united, right? And the wife know that the husband is doing something wrong. So she decided to keep quiet on the basis of, let me cover my husband's shame. You know, it's part of unity. 
Should that be encouraged in Christendom just to avoid you know, shame and embarrassment? Should, should we form unity when we know that one of the spouses, when we know that something is actually wrong? Erosa, it's breaking. So while, while, I'm, while I'm waiting for the network, I think the, we have network, um, network issue with them. I just want us, I just want to, to, I want us to understand what we are discussing this evening about unity. Unity is very, very key as, as children of God. And there are some ben benefits, there are some advantages, there are some, you know, consequences if, you, if our home lack unity. But if our home, you know, if we are united, there are some things we will benefit. A united home is a fertile ground for God's blessing. You see, the greatness will be so abound. Because if you look at the Bible that talks about Psalm 133, verse, verse 1 to 3, talks about how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And the next verse is saying the blessing that will come over. So if only brethren or two people or anybody coming together in unity, verse 2 says they will be like a precious oil poured on the head, running down on the bed, running down on Aaron's bed, down on the collar of his robe. And verse 3 says, it is as if the dew of Aaron were falling on the Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestowed his blessing, even life forever. This is the blessing that will happen if your home is united. Unimaginable accomplishments happen to a united family. If you look at Genesis chapter 11, verse 11, the Bible talks about those people that they are trying to build, build Tower of Babel. They were so united that God, God just looked down from heaven and he found out that if I allow these people to continue, they will reach me. And he decided to cause disunity. So if you are in a marriage and there is unity, you are unstoppable. Your progress will be so speedy that people will see and they will want to know the God that you serve. I'm conscious of time and I'm, I'm still waiting. Maybe we can still have them back. I think we have network uh, problem with them. So what I'm talking about is the blessings that back up unity in the family. And if the, there is no unity in the family, then some things will happen. You have lots of crises. Matthew chapter 12, if you look at the Bible, Matthew chapter 12, verse 25, talks about Jesus named their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Even Christ himself ate people that causes discord. Because when you have people causing discord, that they are going to make sure that that place is more united. Even when you are, even your office, corporate environment, they always look for this skill, teamwork. If you are the one that you cannot be united to do things together, your family is your team. Will you be united with your wife, your children to build a godly home? And so one of the issues that if you don't, if you, if you, if you lack unity in your family, you have so much crisis. Then the marital cover will be lifted. You know, we have this adage in our, in, our, in, in our culture that if there is a crack on the wall, then you will see lizard on that wall. Then lizard will enter into the wall. So this is what we are talking about if there is no unity. And when we have unity, we will blossom, we will, we will flourish. Christ himself will reign in that family. Christ himself will come and dwell with, 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 with them in that family. 
Christ himself will be the cover and the shield on that household. So how do we develop this unity? You have to value each other. We have to trust each other. We have to avoid secrets. You see, mommy was talking about secrets the other time. Men like to keep secrets. We, we have a culture that says, don't tell your wife everything. You refuse to allow a lie. They told you your husband is doing this thing. Your wife is doing this thing. Verify. Ask. Don't keep quiet and be looking. So you are looking for evidence to prove. Don't believe in a lie. Enjoy each other's company. I'm just telling us how we can actually, you know, how unity can, can be encouraged in our family. Enjoy each other's company. Have fun. Connect on a deeper level. You know, sit down together and have an honest discussion about differences, needs, or wants. Resolve the marriage issue together as a couple. You, you can hear them, they said for the past 35 years, they have never, they have never called anyone to come and settle their dispute. And this is what unity should do in our house. I submit to us today, the only thing, the bedrock of Christian marriage is unity. It started from the divinity. It started from Genesis chapter 1. It is the foundation of the marriage for your marriage to work, for blessing to come. Even if you are not married, the Bible says when two people come together, Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 18 talks about, truly, I tell you that if two people, if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask, it should be done for them by my Father in heaven. Only what you need to do is to agree. The only thing you need, even you are not husband, you are not the husband, you are not the wife, just two people forming partnership. Forming partnership to do something, they achieve purpose, they achieve their goal. How much more you as a man and a woman coming together to create something bigger? What they are, this, what, this, this generation, they are waiting for your manifestation. They are waiting for your impact. They are waiting for things that you are going to, God is going to use you to do. Please, above culture, above this is the way I was brought up, above this is what the environment is saying, above this is what the government wants. What does your Bible tell you? Please, let us think about it. Unity is very, very important in our marriage. Without it, we cannot achieve much. Without unity, we cannot get to where we want to get to in life. And without unity, it will be difficult for us to be committed. It will be difficult for us to do great things. It will be difficult for us to do that thing which God has committed into our hands. In conclusion, let us be united in our marriage. Let us work in unity of purpose for the rest of our life. And marry unity of purpose. This man's destiny is my destiny. This woman's destiny is my destiny. Both destiny coming together to fulfill purpose. Come on, go. We make that marriage to work. Sometimes you might disagree. There's no doubt about it. It's good. You can see daddy is a mommy is extrovert, daddy is introvert. And you can see the way they are talking. You see, daddy has blended. Because it's actually interacting now. So if you are not, if you are opposite, well, don't look at it that that is a, a, a disadvantage. In fact, it's a very good advantage because when one is moving forward, one is slow. The slow one will have the one that is moving too fast to, to have a, a little bit of pause or break. And the one that is slow, the one that is moving faster, we, we encourage the person, okay, let's go, let's go, you can do it. 
That is what God wants us to do. That disadvantage thing, that thing that you dislike in the life of that person is the thing that God wants you to work on. That is why you are that person's life. So sometimes we, 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 we disagree, but most of the time, you know, so, sometimes we, we disagree, but sometimes we might disagree. And most of the time we do, we do disagree, but we must disagree to agree and not disagree, definitely. Sometimes we have to do that for things to move on because that is the way God wants us to walk. So divorce is not an option for us. It's not even a solution for us. So I submit to us today for us to, you know, to, to, to be absolute about making sure that unity is the bedrock of our home. I'm united in the finances with my husband and wife. I'm united in raising godly children. Not that, oh, it's the only woman that should be raising children. It's the only money I need to go and get. Every aspect of your life you must be united with your spouse. And don't, don't follow all this wrong thing that your wife should not know what you are doing, your husband should not know. Secrecy is, 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 is a crack on the wall of your marriage. You must be open. The Bible says both of them, they were naked and they were not ashamed. Can I quickly check what is happening on the platform? Okay, we have one question that we have not answered. What main advice will you give to young people planning to get married in these days? Please marry your friend. Marry people that you can be committed with. Marry someone you love. Love is the foundation, but after that love, you have lots of sacrifices that you don't even know until you get into that marriage and things will start coming from here. Before you get into that marriage, please pray, number one, and open your eyes. Please, I know we have matchmaking people, but open your eyes, marry your friend, marry somebody. You can see daddy and mommy, see the way they, they were chatting and they see the way they sit down with beside each other. Some people, they marry, they, you can't even see them on the, on the road together. Marry your friend, marry somebody you are free. Don't, don't let anybody force you into marriage. If you don't have this uh, spark, don't even go near it. They will tell you love grows. Yes, love grows, but you yourself, you must be able to, that's why this program is me and mine. Understand who you have first. There must be something in that person that is coming to compliment in your life. That is the advice I will give. So that you will know that this person, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be submissive. I'm going to submit myself. You know that because you are my friend. Well, you chose that person to be your head. And when married, when you marry, there is headship, there is role. Our role is different. Even though you are mates, you are friends. When you chose that guy that you are older than as your husband, it's your head. And you have to submit. That is what the Bible says. Can two work together? Except if you know you can never agree with that person, please don't do it. Marriage is not a destination. No. It's not like I, 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 I'm there now, no shit. No. It's a journey. I'm still learning. See, 36, 35 years, they are still learning. I'm still, I'm still learning. I still want to know more. I still want to hear more. I still, I still, I'm still looking up to many people. And the same thing, you can desire to do that. But you need to be a team player. As a wife, as husband, you need to be a team player. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Don't, don't desire a home that my wife will do a home and I will do my own. That is not marriage. That is cohabiting. 
That is cohabiting. Don't leave. Don't have a, a no, no, I will do my thing and she will do her thing. She has her own life. That is not marriage. Marriage is two of them. They are together. They are not ashamed. Culture should not divide you. I want to give something to my family and my wife must not know. It's nonsense. That's not marriage. Both of you should bless your parents. Both of you should bless your sister. I want to give my brother money. My husband should not know. It's not, it's nothing. If your husband, husband knows, your wife knows, what, what is the difference? You are one. The Bible says you are one. Unity means oneness. And God will help us. If you start, if you, if you, if you, if you have that mentality of uniting with your wife and your husband to do things, you will start seeing great things will, have, will be happening. It, it has nothing to do with too much money, but it has to do with togetherness. Togetherness is very important. And that's why the Bible says he hates someone that causes division. Because the opposite of unity is disunity. So you have to make sure you are absolute about who you are. That I'm a team player in this family. I will not fail in my own role as a wife, as husband, as children, the role God has given to me in this family, I will be united. I will be team, I will be a good team player. I will ensure that this home succeed. This family, so nobody has a shock absorber, absorber for anything or bulletproof for anything. We are all living by the grace of God. So next month, by the grace of God, I'm so sorry again. I'll keep on saying sorry. Maybe when we are coming for this platform now, we should be planning one hour, 30 minutes. Because many of our, our friends, they said the topic we are treating, they are very important topic that is difficult for us to actually, you know, do much um, within uh, an hour. So next month, by the grace of God, we are going to treat another wonderful topic. We're going to talk about how Christian family can cope with faith and career. This is another thing that is affecting home. We are going to discuss it. So we are going to invite famous husband and career wife. How are they coping? And they are Christian and they have godly children. It's possible. And that is why we want to learn from them. How they, are they coping? Well, because nowadays it's like, uh, we can't cope. But how are they coping? We, we have good examples. We have great career women that they are godly, they are good wife, and they have great children. It's possible. And we have some that because of career, no husband, nothing. I just want to follow those people that they are coping. If they are still coping, there is hope. And I want to see them as a role model. We are not saying it's easy. We are not saying that if you are divorced, you are not a good person, no. But we just want to say if something is still happening, let us go and check, check them out. How are they doing it? Pastor Elijah uh, and his wife, they are pastors and they have their own businesses and they are doing great things for God. I submit to us, let us be united in our family. Let us use the Bible, the word of God as our foundation and God will help us in Jesus' name. See, we'll meet next month. God bless us. God be with us. Our home is blessed in Jesus' name. Love you all. Stay blessed. You have just listened to Me and Mine podcast with your host, Timmy or Nomadi. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. See you next time. God bless you.